You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that thing. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since first grade, now dads reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm J.B. Wagner. And I'm Eddie Ferguson. And on today's episode, we do something totally different. Dun, dun, dun. We are going to take a look at the Disney Plus original series, WandaVision. Eddie, we are breaking... We were leaving 2000, the, the, the sacred realm of 1980 to 2005. We are breaking. This is our 26th episode. We've done 25 episodes in order. Why so, are we doing this? So it is my fault. Well, in part, it's partially my fault. I'm not going to take all the blame. Are you going to blame here. Amazon too? No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blame Disney. I'm going to blame Amazon and I'm going to blame Target. Okay. Corporate America. The man is the responsible. The man is holding you back. So first of all, Angels in the Outfield is not available on Disney Plus. That was gonna this that is, was supposed to be our next film. This should be our next film, Angels in the Outfield, which we are both very excited to review. We very like excited. did not want to skip this. Second of all, because it's not available on um, Disney Plus, B, I needed to order it online. So Roman numeral number three, I no longer trust anything that has to do with Amazon. I think Amazon is only it it is up there with Google and Walmart of the evil corporate overlords of America. Of the world, not really America of, of America. I don't like Amazon. I think Alexa's always listening and recording you, and yes, there's tons of proof that that is actually happening. And I, I keep I have no Amazon uh, devices around me. It it terrifies me. So I'm pretty I, sure. And, I, and then on me on the other side, I'm pretty sure I just told uh, the my one of my devices. <laughs> can you please order this for me and send it to my house immediately? And it was there within less than 48 hours. Yes. It was at my house. Um, I'd watched so, it before you realized before what was happening. So I um, I don't I've deleted all of my Amazon accounts. We don't do anything off Amazon, um, which let's just also state the awkwardness of all of this. Like you're the one who read the whole book on like going off the grid. It's, it's on and, my shelf. I have a book called going off the grid. And you kind of had like your quarter life crisis of deleting everything yep. overnight mm-hmm. and not telling anybody. And we all thought you, I died or something. Yes. The, we, we thought the worst. Part of that and was then, just I was broke. And so I couldn't pay my phone <laughs> bill at times. My Virgin Mobile uh, pay, pay per month <laughs> situation. So, so we do use Target. I love Target. I know they're probably just as evil as everybody else, but... You got to pick your battles, right? So we do everything via Target. So I just hop on the Target app, have them ship it to me. It was the same price. It was the exact same price that, you know, uh, Amazon was. But 
But. But here's the irony in all of it. Did you notice where it shipped from? It shipped from Anaheim, yes. California. That's why I thought it, maybe you 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 purchased it from Disney themselves. <laughs> or from the Angels themselves, from right? From the Angels baseball team, which is like they have oh their own goodness. copies of it. Oh my goodness, so serendipitous. So, so uh, it is it, somewhere. Where is it? Where is it currently at right now? Has uh, it left me, Anaheim yet? Let me pull up the Target app and I will tell you. We realized the moment we finished recording last week, we thought, oh, we should probably check to see if this is actually on Disney Plus, and it wasn't. I ordered mine, had it within two days. Eddie did not. And Eddie, while you're looking that up, I got a great story for you. Uh, I found out a few years back that some employees of Target in their analytics department decided that they thought that their analysis was so good they could predict what people were going to buy before they bought it. In fact, one coworker said to the other, can you predict if someone is pregnant or not? Just based off of their shopping details. So they went out and they, they, they tested it. They started sending out mailers to people that didn't say I am pregnant, but they thought maybe, they, but the analytics was saying, I think there's a good yeah. chance this person is buying... Um, supplements uh, and this person is buying just a car carrier well the person buying the car carrier they might have bought it for a sister or a relative or whatever if you're buying supplements that's for you so they send it all out so then a dad comes into the local target and says what are you guys doing this is crazy you're giving my teenage daughter all of these advertisements for baby products she's not pregnant there's no way on earth stop it so they like apologize profusely evidently it didn't work so they uh, get like try to make peace with them, whatever. The guy comes back in a week later, kind of tail between his legs, comes up to the employees and he's just like, yeah, my daughter was having some extracurricular activities that we did not know about. So I apologize for my, <laughs> for the way I acted. They predicted someone was pregnant before their own father knew they were pregnant. Mm -hmm. That is mm -hmm. the company you're putting your trust in over Amazon. Just wanted to remind you. Do you that. really want us to go down the rabbit trail of Amazon stories? I'm just saying that's the first thing that came to my mind. I'm like, these are the people that know you're pregnant before maybe even you know you're pregnant. But Yeah. A Amazon knows that as well. Yeah. So I just, I just find it funny. Amazon has the the most control over the internet more than any other company on the planet. Yep. So that is why we are talking about WandaVision <laughs> today. <laughs> because so Eddie, it, it, Eddie did not get his copy in time. My, we were, we were my, talking about doing other ones. And we we're like, let's just talk about WandaVision. My DVD comes on Thursday all it will say is it is in transit from Anaheim. So it is it's, somewhere who between, who knows and this is that. UPS. So uh, somewhere between Anaheim, California and the great state of Indiana. We will see when it gets here. So we're talking about WandaVision. Yes. So Eddie, let's go ahead and cue. Let's, let's still do, let's still give the people what sure, they sure, want. Sure, sure, sure. Yes. Cue the Disney sound effect. Okay, real quick, the IMDb for this entire series, WandaVision from Disney Plus. Already sad as I'm saying it out loud because the description is kind of weird. 
blends the style of classic sitcoms with the MCU, in which Wanda Maximoff and Vision, two superpowered beings living their ideal suburban lives, begin to suspect that everything is not as it seems. Why did they start off with blends the style of classics? Like, that's that's not a... Is this a real sentence? This is weird. This is, this just feels there's so many fractures and stuff <clears throat> happening in this. I, I think they're trying, you know, uh, so a big element of the TV show is the fact that they're playing on all of the sitcom tropes of the de- over the decades. So they're trying to kind of speak to that to some degree. Um, they just worded it, it poorly. Sh- it was worded poorly. They did. They did. How far into this conversation should we give the spoiler alert? We don't. Yeah, because we don't. We've never had this problem before. No, because we're like no. that was thirty years ago. We do not care if we're spoiling. If you haven't seen this yet, right? So okay. we're just gonna say, hey, we're gonna just. There's gonna be spoilers all over the place. If you don't want the spoilers, if you've not seen this yet, you should go binge watch uh, it then you should go binge watch it, then come back and listen to us um, rant and rave about this TV show. So there's your fair warning of spoilers uh, on the horizon here. So it, it, I think one of my, the premise I do really uh, love as a kid who grew up on Nick at Night and then TV yeah. Land, um, we always in my family watched old TV shows so I grew up watching the Dick Van Dyke show, Bewitched, Brady Bunch. Um, and so I, I loved how this show uh, just kind of each episode played off of one of the kind of more classics of that genre and, and played it up really big. So, you know, the first one obviously is the uh, the Dick Van Dyke show, you know, just kind of plays up all of that. What what did you think as they played all these uh, different kind of sitcoms? I think we talked about it when it first came out. Uh, we were getting those instant reactions to it before one of our previous episodes. And for me, I appreciated the fact that they were leaning so hard on genre and doing something very, very different than their, mm-hmm. other, their other shows. But uh, I did... I mean, I obviously knew what they were doing, but at the same time, I wasn't like in love with, man, you know, I really want to watch. I want to watch a 50 sitcom right now. Sure. But that being so that so and the first two episodes, the first I mean, several episodes are very short. They say 30 minutes on on their runtime, but there's at least five minutes of of just credits for each one of these episodes. Go each one of those first episodes left me feeling like, is that it? Like we're just getting started. Why? Why are we now moving? Moving on. Right. There's so many things unsaid in this. But uh, I went back through and I re rewatched almost the entire series over the past couple the uh, past couple of days um, after seeing the final the the series finale. Uh, literally called the series finale. Um, mm-hmm. And there it is so layered with almost every single line, especially in the first two episodes have either a reference to the time period to the shows to the mcu to their situation to the upcoming questions we're going to be answering it's just layer upon layer upon layer upon layer unlike any other mcu film 
It's right. it's just it's just remarkable. The basically every line has some double meaning to it. It's pretty incredible. The the execution of this idea is brilliant. Um even down to how they released it, right? That they gave us those first two episodes batched together, you know? I think if they would have released um, the first two, like it would have just kind of taken us too long to get into that because, yeah, you, you, you appreciate those first two episodes having known the ending. I think in the moment, you're a little like, what's going on? What's happening? Like, why is this in black and white? Why does this keep changing? You know, there's there's a lot of why. There's there's a lot of that. Um, so I think that was really smart in how they um, they released that to have both in the first weekend. I I would agree. I actually kind of forgot about the fact that they released both of them that first <laughs> that first week. Get all the black and white out in that first opening mm-hmm. opening piece. Um, we've got to quickly touch on the titles of each episode. Yep. I think this was also very clever to just kind of lean into this premise, uh, and just recognize what you're doing. You know, the first episode is called filmed before a live studio audience. Don't touch that dial is episode two. And then three is now in color Number four was we interrupt this program. They just kind of follow, you know, five is on a very special episode. Six is a new Halloween spooktacular, which is, you know, a very classic sitcom thing. Every sitcom has its Halloween. And then you've got breaking the fourth wall previously on and then the series finale. Um, Even in those titles, just kind of following classic uh, terminology of of the sitcoms. It's it's. I I think we've said this before on the podcast of this is what makes Marvel so good is not that it's just superhero movies. It's that with every superhero, they go, what genre of film and cinema can we tell? Yep. And I think that's what they're doing here, even with their TV shows is they're saying, hey, with each TV show, what genre of TV can we use to tell this story? Yep. yep. So, I mean, zooming out a little bit, knowing that they really leaned heavy into the sitcom for WandaVision, I am curious to see, like, is Falcon and the Winter Soldier, is that going to be kind of like your 24, uh, you know, kind of adventure? I, I You know, I don't... I. That that style of drama, um, you know, is Loki going to be more of your kind of Twin Peaks, Fringe, Twilight Zone? You know, it kind of looks like it's going to have a little bit of a, uh, uh, I don't know, a, a sci-fi kind of off off the off its balance type of style of of TV. You said it's also going to be crime, right? Sure, sure. There's got to be a crime one. Maybe that's well, no, what that, Loki is. That, I think that's. What we were okay. talking about last time was like crime, uh, thriller style uh, or um, serial kind of stuff. Yeah, what was what's that? I have not seen it, but there was that one that was really popular. That like, um, oh, the cast was rotating true crime or something like that. 
Oh I yeah, can't remember. Oh, yeah, but yeah, it's it's a it's become kind of a popular. And then uh, someone, I was just reminded today that the next um, Doctor Strange film is going to be horror. I oh, forgot really? about that. It's from the director of It. Really? So they, I didn't know that. So they're really doubling down on genre throughout all of their products, basically. <laughs> and um, Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, is going to play a really strong role yes. in the new Doctor Strange. Yes. Um, okay. New so, film. So I don't, I mean, we don't really have time to go every single episode by episode through everything. Um, I think I found myself in the first two episodes, uh, like I had mentioned, uh, whenever whenever they broke and they 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 focus more on the MCU aspects of things, where if when things went off the rails is where they really drew me in. So hmm. uh, in the first episode, it's when she tells Vision to save his life. Like that was when I was like, I leaned in heavier. I was like, oh, here we go. This is why, like, why are we here in the sitcom world? Okay, she's, he's saving his life. Right. And now we're back. And then as it goes progressively, uh, Vision just continues to take one step closer to, why are we really here? What's really going on? Oh, I've got the wool pull off, pulled off my eyes. Oh, now I need to go do something about this. Now I need to go step out of the hex to go to go get all these people who are in danger. I loved that progression of his character mm-hmm. to where it got to to the very end. Um, and even how Wanda went from having her life all together, went to by the time that we get to um, uh, episode, uh, when we get to the 2010s, the modern family style, breaking the fourth wall. By the time it yeah. gets to there, she's just a shell of herself and she has no care for other people she's just like i'm just done i've i've just broken myself <laughs> broken myself so you see both of these progress progressions happening simultaneously at the same time i love that level even beyond all the references and all the double entendres and stuff like that like they're two they had very distinct character arcs happening at the same time and you see the two actors paul bentney and elizabeth olsen at their finest i mean they really showed their chops in this um did you see the uh the um media hit of paul bettany talking about how he was super excited to yes. be working with the actor he's never worked with before yes. he has high yes. regards for the utmost respect and then it was because he was going to be uh playing against himself <laughs> and 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 so talking about just how they released all of this that was I love that we're now back even with the streaming service, like watching it week by week. But even furthermore, like Marvel had all of those actors out in press all, you know, for the past Mm -hmm. two and a half months. Like every week, one of these actors, if not multiple of them, were doing some big press everywhere. And they just kept playing it and teasing it and doing it. And that one particular one, Paul Bettany teased that Twitter exploded where everybody's trying to speculate like what actor is he talking about? Who could it be? And they're yeah. doing all this and it's it's himself. Yeah. It was I, it was it was a lot of fun. I, it it just kind of made it um and, and it also allowed the uh the fan theories to just run wild. To a certain degree it reminded me of like dare I say the good old days of Lost. You know when 
you had all of these why questions being asked. Oh, and the f- yeah. And the fan theories were just absurd and all over the place and always constantly guessing. It was kind of reminiscent of those days for me. Oh, yeah. Um, where I enjoyed that. And I, you know, I would try and kind of see, you know, um, okay, Catherine Hahn, she's on Fallon. What, you know, what is she going to kind of tease out? Okay, Paul Bettany did, you know, Good Morning America. Let's see what he, you know, because it just kind of added to the overall watching experience. That was kind of fun. Uh, do we want to talk a little bit about the the music in this? Because it's not a musical, but there's a lot of great song choices in this of them well, choosing a credit song or a uh, piece of the storyline that has around music that that ends up having so many meanings to it. And in fact, one of them, I was like, what is the name of the song? I looked it up and it was perfectly timed. Um. One of the, one of the first one of the big ones being uh, when she's got the radio on and the song is "Help Me Rhonda, Help Help Me help, Rhonda, help me, Rhonda," and it and it morphs into Wanda. So it's "Help Me Wanda," like like as they're trying to break through the barrier. That was one of that was one of those like I loved what they did with that specifically bringing that into the plot line of that of that episode. Well, and then you had the theme songs for each episode that um, if you go back and listen to them, kind of begin to break the story a little Mm -hmm. bit for you and kind of draw you in. Um, I think that was one just I I enjoyed each week seeing how they were making that decade opener. Uh, It was just which one was your favorite? Which one was your favorite opener? Hmm. That's really hard. Do you have an answer? I really loved the 80s one with the paintbrush. It was the longest oh, yeah. one, but it was so it was so in-depth. There were so many layers to what was going on. This long like customized song that I swear was a real song at that time. Uh, but just how they're doing all the different old photos and they're morphing into the newer stuff. It was definitely one of the most intense ones uh, that they created uh, customized for this. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, it, it had a lot of your family ties, growing pains, some full house mm-hmm. influences there. Um, that is that mine was probably the 90s. Um, when they Malcolm are the off, Malcolm in the middle, definitely ripping that off. I thought that was a very unique one. My favorite out of all of them was it was Agnes all along. Oh yeah, that's a great one. And and I, that's not really an opener, right? Because it kind of happens towards is it it's towards the song. end of the episode, it's but a it's a song. theme song. Yeah, they yeah. give give her that that theme song in that. Let's let's go there while we're and talking about it. And I killed Sparky too. Yes, <laughs> yes. That I loved. One, I I I thoroughly enjoy the actress Catherine Hahn. Yep. Like her her a character on and her Parks second and time in the Marvel Universe as a bad person because she was in the Miles Morales Spider Man uh, into the Spider Verse. That's right. She's a Doc right. Ock. Doc Ock. So this Doc is Ock her second. They must have really loved working with her that time. They're like, hey, let's bring her around for 
the live action stuff too. Well, that that was Sony who did that. This was her first time with Marvel. I mean, Studios. but it's a, oh yeah, I guess you're right. Whatever, we'll we'll move on. Like I did. That you brought up the 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 sorest part of the M- MCU. <laughs> thousands if not millions of teenage girls around the world are mad at you because they may or may not continue to see their their beloved tom holland after this next movie yep yeah um so agnes back to agnes Agnes, yes i i it was pretty obvious i think maybe after episode three episode four that okay she is not who you think she is Mm -hmm. that the fan theories definitely started to fly because um, she was, you know, so reminiscent of the 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 character from the comics, which I don't really know. I'm you know, I was never a huge comic book fan. I just kind of take these as they are and, and enjoy them. But um, so much fun. To if you're, see if you're gonna bring if you're gonna bring this actress into the show, she needs to have a central part of it. So yeah, she do, was always gonna she it. was always gonna be more than just the crazy neighbor lady. So right. I'm glad that that ended up paying off. I think that was not the the videos I was watching in the 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 post. Hey, these are the 73 Easter eggs inside of it. Kind of pointed to her being something, but I'm glad they kind of waited as long as they did. So you're always wondering to what extent is she involved in this thing? Um, did she kill Sparky? I'm sure that was a that was a big one. Big ones. So when she finally gets revealed in at the end of episode seven, it felt earned. It felt like if they had done it too much sooner, and then maybe it would have been a little bit like I'm glad they waited until okay, now she's under control and she's the end the the she's controlling all of episode eight previously on WandaVision when uh, mm-hmm. they're flashing back through her memories and such. Um no, but I love I love what Catherine Hahn did in this. Uh and I, I appreciated the times it really kept me going earlier on when she would just like break character mm-hmm. and she would just be like, do you want me to take that again? She, she made it so awkward to watch and it, it felt like both of us, you and I, we, we had those, we had act, we did, we have an acting background. Yeah. We have an acting high school and, and, ch- and children's children's musicals and stuff like that. But it felt just like that where an actor forgets their line or another actor's like, yeah, that's not, how do I how do I get around to do, do do you want me to take that back? Like like trying to be like, I don't know what to do with my hands right now. <laughs> well, to to your point earlier, it plays into probably the 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 greatest strength of the show, which is that arc that Wanda is going on, that vision is going on. Um, because early on it's so tight, you know, you you believe this false reality that Wanda has made. And it's really Agnes that gives you the few kind of breaks um, that you kind of go, hold on, there is something behind this. Okay. And it kind of makes you want to keep watching and going, well, then what's behind it? What is what's behind the thing? Yeah. If this isn't real, there's gotta be something behind that. There's, there's something there, Um, which um, I, I really enjoyed my, probably my favorite episode is episode eight previously on when yes. she is when she is walking her through all those memories mm, like yep. that is powerful. That is a really powerful episode like it just stands on its own so well. 
I, th- I feel like up until that point, every single episode I left being like, I didn't get enough. I wanted, I wanted 10 more minutes. I wanted 15 more, sure, or something yeah. like that. And episode eight was the first time I was like, there is Whoa. so much overload of stuff. I just got so much to think about. I am full after this meal. If you're, if we're talking in that, in that, in those kinds of terms, the rest of them, I was like, Oh man, I needed like I needed like another ten minutes in, uh, in this world. Give me a little bit more information, but that was good. It kept me wanting to come back in the next week. And it it it, it answers so much. It puts so much out there of like, okay, why does Wanda pull on old sitcoms? Why is she got such deep grief within her? Where does she get her powers from? Why is there a connection to the Mind Stone? Like. All of these kind of things mm-hmm. are answered and kind Her of brought out there. connection, yep. Right, right. Uh, how to kind of all that get started. My, um, I don't know if I'd say it's my second favorite, but another episode that I really enjoyed was the fourth one, We Interrupt This Program, when it yes. really introduces the, the, the storyline of Monica Rambeau, you've got Jimmy Woo and Darcy. Dr. Darcy. Like bringing back those three, bringing those three people together was such a cool moment because you're bringing a minor character from uh, Captain Marvel, from uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp and from Thor. Thor. Three, the kind of the far reaches of the MCU and you just brought them together as this really awesome little team of people that honestly, I think otherwise, the whole sword storyline just felt a little boring, a little cliche to me. Yeah. Um, where it was like, okay, you know, we've had shield, we had, um, I don't know, like, it just feels like they keep reinventing the, the quasi government agency that is interacting with these heroes. Oh, and swords, the next one. Okay. Yeah. They're trying to, but these three characters, I, I really loved, I, I was invested in them. Jimmy Woo. I love Randall Park. Like he (laughs) is hilarious. Um, from the moment he flicks his business card out, I was of about to air, say he 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 got down the trick. He I, got the trick down. And the moment that happened, I'm like, oh gosh, gets himself out is, of the handcuffs. This is going to be so good. And then to bring Darcy back, oh, just all yep. of it was so good. I, I just recently watched uh, both of the the first two Thor films, and so that was on my mind of like having her back in the universe was so much fun. Were you expecting? For um, the, were you expecting more out of director Hayward that he would be more connected to some evil organization? There's a lot of theories online. I didn't know about this because I also don't have much experience with the comics. Mephisto was a bad guy that kept on popping up as like a potential. Oh, Hayward is actually really, really bad. Were you expecting that or was it um did it leave you flat his his uh end goal? I mean, his end goal just it never made sense. Like from the moment he kicks them out of the sword, you know, base camp or whatever, like yeah, it was just kind of like it did. It seemed flat and pushed. And I, I just kind of blamed it more on writing and story structure. So I kind of hope that yeah he does show up as maybe a greater villain or you know in another another marvel thing because 
it would maybe redeem that a little bit for me. So here's a that qu- was, here's a qu- that was the weakest for me. Yeah. That his character was by far the weakest of the whole series. What? Why was he being arrested? What was he being charged with by the FBI at the end? That they're arresting him. What are they arresting him for? Well, he definitely, you know, the the use of vision, right? Maybe an unauthorized use of a. Because he reconstructs vision, the white vision. <laughs> I know. I love that. The white vision. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. He's like, is obviously- he in trouble at the end of this? Did he lie to people? Did he do something unauthorized? Like, I didn't, t- I wasn't totally clear. Did he break some ethical rules? Like, I don't. Yeah, and I got the impression, like, somehow S.W.O.R.D. had greater authority than the FBI, like, just the way he interacts with Jimmy Woo. My wife also was asking that same thing, too. I thought they were somehow, like, higher up, you know, but then all of a sudden it's the FBI arresting him. Yeah, it, like I said, his whole character and all of that was just kind of the weakest for me of, I think you could take him out of this and still have the exact same show. Yeah, pretty um pretty much there's a there's a few moments where he's doing stupid things just to kind of up the ante a little bit you know sending in the drone or sending in white vision yeah speaking so vision was he working working with agnes at all I, i didn't think so at all okay okay i didn't see any of that where do you think White so, Vision went to? Right. I did enjoy I, that, where they the, their Vision is having a mind battle with himself, where yes. they're doing probability and the, existential uh, the thought ship processes. The thesis, yeah. If you remove the ship and all the pieces and put it back together, it's still the same ship. That is how it should have ended. Like, it makes, like, they fight for a little bit, and then they're just like, circling 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 oh right okay and then he can sail sail off there is a wonderful twitter discussion that has been happening ever since that moment uh i've been following so people are now doing the the ship of thesis sure Uh, i think that's uh, sure um uh, for all of these different things in the world right now um and I've been following all the ones on theme parks and it's like, how much can you change an original? Like, so like your wife would appreciate, like there was a discussion on like, how much can you change the haunted mansion? And it's still the haunted mansion, <laughs> even though, you know, and, um, and what's fun is like one of my favorite, uh, former Disney Imagineers that I love following on Twitter, Joe Rody, he's like weighing in and like, con- like, and Disney Imagineers are starting to engage the conversation with fans and they're all having like, yeah, that ride's probably no longer that ride. It's, you know, actually now become this. We've changed so much in it. And it's been it's actually been quite humorous to see that little mind battle yeah. that they had now spill over into all different spheres of popular culture. Man, there's so many random things just coming to my head right now of all the different questions I have. Uh, or thoughts. Um, so we need. Let's give an honorable mention to the advertisements. I love. Oh that yeah, they let's, had, let's spend some time on the advertisements. 
that they gave us, com- you know, period appropriate commercials kind of in between. That's something I haven't gone back and done that I, I really want to do is watch all of those just to see what are they alluding to. Because you you get one from Hydra, you get one from um, um, from Stark Industries early on. And it's obviously well, and, like, the, and the and the toaster in the first one is yeah. the bomb that didn't go off in her in her memory. Yeah, because it's the blinking red light and it follow, yeah. it's the same exact sound effect as the Stark bomb that didn't go off. Look at you. I only know this because literally after every single episode, I would finish the episode. Then I'll go immediately to YouTube to screen crush and watch their <laughs> 75 Easter eggs. I haven't done this on any other MCU movie, but that thing helped me so much. I I missed I just, so many one-liners, so many little nuggets, like even just Agnes saying charmed. It's like, she's really a witch, that kind of stuff. I just did a spit take here. You spit take everywhere. I saw that. Because I did the exact same thing. Uh, We're, I was, we are and, friends and then I was, for a reason. I was I, furious <laughs> because the eighth one, I think it was episode episode eight, they didn't have it up. And I had to watch what? their other guy's video and it wasn't yeah, as good. And then good. finally, yep. they had the main guy, Ryan. I forget his oh name my gosh. now. Yes. And I was literally after ever, like literally we're nine, we finished the episode. I immediately went to YouTube, pulled up the 95,000 things and we put it straight to the TV and just kept up. It's like we we're watching a second episode. We are friends for a reason because this is. Exactly I've never done. I've never, Eddie, do. I've never done this for any other Marvel movie, anything. I should now. I kind of want to now and go see all the Easter eggs because this had so many. I missed most of them. But that's what made this so much fun is that we yep. were getting it week by week and you were trying to kind of guess and you felt like you were doing it with everybody else. Yep. Like it was just kind of a fun little thing. And yeah, I did the I watched the Screen Crush um, Easter eggs every week, um, which would usually some other, you know, YouTube video was suggested. And, you know, I'd watch a couple of those as well, but especially the, the Screen Crush Easter eggs. And I think that's it has to heavily influence why I enjoyed this series so much. I'll be interested to see, like going back and watching it several years from now, if I if I enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed watching it through in real time. Yep. Because it 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 just felt like this is this is what everybody's watching right now. And it was enjoyable to kind of see the dialogues online. Yep. And Marvel did such a good job holding the secrets they did and maybe and maybe this isn't just marvel maybe this is disney plus because they did it really well with the mandalorian both seasons that there's some big big secrets that are huge payoffs and they just sat on it they kept it secret didn't tell anybody and so and there was no leaks or anything it was just pure fan fun speaking of leaks that never happened and big twists and turns episode three when mm. her brother Pietro comes to the door, was not expecting that. Was not expecting that at all. And then I had to spend the next 15 minutes explaining to my wife about how they plucked him. It's like, this is why it's so meta. This whole series is meta. It's it like really they plucked is. him from the X Men series 
even the fox and then but and then they bring him into here and maybe he's part uh-huh. of the multiverse maybe they pulled him from whatever were you let down at all by the fact that he was not connected at all in the multiverse it's literally um just the the he was ralph the guy that one agnes was alluding to as her husband the whole time but then also he was i believe he was the um the agent the 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 witness that went missing at the beginning of um well i think it was episode four um why the fbi was even there in the first place right right no i i i i liked how they did it um i want fox's marvel to kind of as much as they can just kind of sit on its own and let that be what it is. Um, but to, yeah, to be meta, to just kind of like be self referential, that, that nod. They recast Pietro. So good. So <laughs> that was such a, good. That was such a great way to put it. The way Darcy said, they recast Pietro like that. And it was like a very quickly, I know what they're doing here. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not as much necessary. Is he though the the agent that goes missing? Because there's still speculation on that. I I believe he because that's why he's got that headshot at the very end where he's sure, sure. where he's like this is your um pers- this is your uh alias these are all of the um things like your backstory and things like that mm-hmm. took me a little bit to totally understand what was going on there um and then uh, Agnes just plays him up the whole time I was like. My husband Ralph, <laughs> like the off screen, which is an ode to the neighbor that you never see their spouse, kind right. of the kind of situation. But um, do you think we'll see Agnes again? I mean, if we've learned anything from Marvel, when they have a really good bad guy that they don't kill off, you're bound to see them again. AKA, yeah. I mean, Loki is the the quintessential one. But right. we're for sure gonna see her again yeah. at some some degree. She's going to the the hexes, the charm or whatever that she's under the spell um, mm-hmm. will eventually wear off. Um, I think, or she'll be let loose or something. What if what if the um, Scarlet Witch dies? Who knows? I think I think she'll come back in because there's too much fun to just keep uh, for just this one series. What about um, Monica Rambo? Um, now that she has superpowers of some kind, somehow I don't totally understand her superpowers. Um, it seems like she can somehow absorb and redirect energy. Okay. Would be my my way of describing that. Sounds about right. No, I'm sure that they are going to have a whole life for her going forward. I'm sure she has a whole storylines that are going to be yeah and that that definitely is kind of nodded at there so didn't know that there were secret scenes for the last few episodes did you know this no so when we're done recording here you need to go back and watch all of this so there's a secret scene the last three episodes there's like a mid credits and a post credits scene. Oh, that's right. I saw. Well, I saw the one where, yeah. So I saw for sure a few of them. I, I know what you're talking about now. Um, the one where she uh, is kind of like quote unquote captured at the end of eight or 
or seven, I believe, when uh, she is like looking down into the basement. Um, and then I saw the post credit scenes um, for the last one. But I don't know where right. she's like in the theater and the yep. one agent turns. Yeah. There's a um, scroll. Yeah. So I have a feeling Captain Marvel 2 is on the horizon. Um, and that's where first, Monica, I'm sure Monica Rambeau will be in there, being that she yeah. was also in the first Captain Marvel film. Apparently, Geraldine is her superhero alias or something. I don't so know. She's, so she's carrying on her name from inside the hex mm-hmm. as her. That's interesting. In it? Whatever. Do you think we will see Darcy again, or is this her so. her little moment? I hope so. She was fun. Yeah. I hope she pops up in random spots and just, I'm here inside of Falcon and the Winter Soldier or something like that. Right. And I hope Jimmy Woo becomes the new Agent Phil. Which one is Agent Phil? Remember, he was the guy, I'm, I'm, am I getting his name wrong here? It's the guy who was in the first three phases of the Marvel movie, of the Marvel movies, gotcha. where he's he's the one who connects everybody. He shows up at the that end would be of yeah. Thor. You know, that guy, I think Jimmy Woo needs to be the new um, government agent that just shows up in all of the different Marvel movies and ties it all together. Gotcha. Yep. He's such a fun perfect character and yeah uh and he's asian jim so he's asian asian he's asian jim you should he did an interview with conan that's really funny and in there he actually confesses that he totally forgot that he was on the office until everybody started sharing that clip again when he showed up in wandavision he was like oh yeah i did work on the office set for like you know a day a day (laughs) A single yeah. day, yeah. He's like, I filmed for like a day and then that was it. Like, oh gosh. Um, yes, there, I mean, there's a bazillion little things that this uh, this show had going for it. It, it. Rewatching it, there's so many layers. There's so everything, like I said, it, it's more heavy up at the front where every line means 13 other things. Right. They kind of pulled that back. I enjoyed, I really enjoyed when we, when, episode four when they interrupt when the, and we interrupt this program um to show all of that i didn't even catch my wife caught at first when she, the snap back where she's kind of forming back i'm like what's going on here is there like something happening and my wife's like oh this is after the snap i'm like you're right it is and then it's like right into the chaos of it i love the way that they um set that whole thing up um mm-hmm. but i just loved having a full episode it was like i needed a break okay we had just had three episodes that are very period oriented right. things happening no answers this is the first time here's an overload mm-hmm. of some answers not everything but here's several of them and then the rest of the time was back and forth between in the hex outside the hex i loved that rhythm as they kind of went from there on yeah it definitely kind of helped um, break that up a little bit more and and enjoy the genre trope that they were trying to to go for. If it was all on it, it would have been too much. Do you think that her kids are going to come back and come back to play? Because she's you kind of hear them a little bit as she's in the cabin. You can hear the kids a little bit. 
I, so apparently they do play a, a pretty big um, part in the comics. Again, yep. this is just me quoting people who say they have read, actually comics. read the comics. Yeah. Um, I think I would enjoy that. I, and I would enjoy seeing a way that, you know, she fully brings vision back. I think there's an element where they have set her up now to be the strongest character. You know, she's the most powerful of all of the of the characters. More than Captain Marvel? Well, if you go back to Avengers Endgame, she's the only one who actually almost kills Thanos. Well, and that's part of that's some of the the lines that Manica Rambo says, right. <laughs> says in there. Like she is about to kill him, and that's when he does the whole like rain of fire thing. Um, so, and I think that's what you're gonna you're gonna find out is those superheroes that received their powers directly from interaction with one of the Infinity Stones, they are really you know kind of the higher power level. Yep, maybe I don't know. I'm just We're a guy watching Disney Plus. Uh. I just want to say this because we've been a lot of love, 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 love. We we both really loved all of the intros for the that was the most nostalgia that we got of anything um, for, sure. for each for each of them. I will say that I was I did feel let down by some of the two thousands. The yeah the number se- uh, episode seven breaking the fourth wall. Did they choose just the mo- now the the ending logo was more modern family, but the entire intro for breaking the fourth wall was from like a show I've never seen, and they had so much so much material they could have pulled from, and they didn't. Also, Modern Family is like the end. It's like two thousand nine, two thousand. Like they had the rest of the two thousands to pull from. No, granted, Modern Family is great, and it's a very iconic thing. They could have pulled from a lot of different things, and right. th- it was just interesting to me. I, I, Modern I was, Family started in 09 yeah. and ran for 11 se- seasons. I, I couldn't pick up any other uh, 2000s TV show yeah. reference. What would they have done? I mean, so something from The Office... I don't know how. I mean, they could there have done, go. gone into the office style. There you go. Um, would have been it. Would have been a quick win. I know. Um, I guess community, but that was kind of near the end of the decade. We have. Um, uh, there was some uh, shades of um, uh, Arrested Development was in there just a little bit, but there's. I mean, there should have been like I. I just didn't feel that overwhelming sense of like oh, the 2000s. This is all that I'm. All that I'm picking up. I don't know what what which ones they chose, what their influences were. That right. even the intro video itself, I was like, this isn't like any 2000 show that I remember. But. And and I think maybe so 2000s. Um, you still, even though it started in the 90s, Friends was still really big and strong. Um, I met your uh, mother. How I met your mother. You had um, like two and a half men. Yeah. Big Bang Theory. That that would have been that 70s show. So I guess they're playing more off of the family sitcoms. Which I guess there wasn't 
And maybe those aren't as strong in that period. I mean, it was heavy. It was heavy modern family on that. It's just the intro. I don't I, I don't know what that I didn't get it. Yeah, I I would agree with you. I I I I enjoy Modern Family. It's not one of my favorite sitcoms. Um I'll catch an episode here or there. They were definitely really funny in the beginning and then it just kind of it went way too long. Yeah, so I, I just I didn't want to go without like being like it's most of this is a love is like love, 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 love what they did. That was the one that I was kind of uh, kind of sad about because it didn't. Oh, happy endings. There's I guess happy endings was a show there for a while that had a had a kind of cult following. I, I just wasn't a fan of what they did. And And like I said earlier, I will be really curious when we go back and rewatch this years from now to see if it really holds up because I not only because you had the the way they released it and all the fan theories, but I also think everybody, myself really included, just had really low expectations for this. Yeah. I you know, most of us saw, oh, they're making a TV show about Wanda and Vision. You know, they were kind of the B team of the Avengers. Yep. Um I Okay, I guess I'll, I've already, I don't think I would have signed up for Disney Plus to watch WandaVision prior to this. I would sign up to watch The Mandalorian for sure, for Mm -hmm. sure. But this, I was just kind of like, and I would definitely sign up to watch the Loki series. That sounds interesting. That sounds really cool. So maybe it's just because our expectations were so low, it kind of caught everybody off guard how good this was. Yeah, it was, a sneaky, um, it was a sneaky success, I would say. So it'll be, yeah, like I said, it'll be interesting to go back uh, later on, rewatch some of these and see if it really does hold up. Yep. And it's just crazy to think about all the rest of the movies that we still have ahead of us, the, all the MCU stuff <laughs> this year. Black Widow coming out. We and let alone. So let's just talk about movies. We have Black Widow in May. We have Shay Chi. I forget. The, I can never remember the the the. Oh yeah. And the and the Ten Rings is mm-hmm. coming out in July. Uh, then in December we have um, the Eternals. The, we so we have the Eternals in like November, October, November. Uh, December is another Spider-Man movie. Tom Hall, another Tom Holland Spider-Man film. Uh, that's right. Man, that's that's just the movie side of things. Then, let alone not this Friday, they're giving us one Friday off, one, so that, one break, <laughs> so that then we can be re-upped for whatever's going to happen with uh, um, uh, Falcon, Falcon and the Winter, and Winter Soldier. Soldier, which. Again, not something I'm like super, super excited about. Sure. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I, I don't know that I really care as much about those two characters, but we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm, I will tune in, and we shall see. <laughs> it's, it's gonna. They, they keep on raising the bar, and it's getting harder and harder for them to get over. But then we've got Loki at some point this year too. So. Uh, no, Loki will be kind of very similar to this. It will release one or two weeks after Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I mean, it's just like boom, boom, boom. They're gonna take um, us. They're gonna take us all the way, and then it's gonna be Mandalorian again. <laughs> Basically, they got to pick a new day of the week to release content, but this Friday is just gonna be just jam packed, Eddie. 
Well, that was, um, we didn't mention this, but somebody I was listening to brought that up. Like you, Friday, you, you know, you used to have TGIF, right? Like yep. Friday used to be a day back in, especially in the nineties when the big TV show that everybody was watching, it would drop. Um, and I think that was another kind of cool. I don't think that was intentional because that's been Disney Plus's thing since the beginning, but it is kind of fun. It was another kind of nostalgic thing of like Fridays. It's when yep. new WandaVision. So it's very reminiscent of what I was doing during uh, the uh, during most of the early pandemic uh, every Sunday watching the latest drop of the Michael Jordan documentary, which I know you were tuning in regularly for it. <laughs> the, the last dance, right? The was last that dance. The name of it? it was still it was haven't so watched good. it. That everybody says it is, and it's, one day I'll watch it. It's got life lessons in it. It's got so many, so many good yeah. things. Just don't make me sign up for an Amazon Prime membership to watch it. There's some good stuff on Amazon Prime, I'm, Eddie. I'm not going to do it. I'm There's not going to do it. Stuff. We'll, sure we'll, there we'll is. Talk, we'll, we'll talk about it later. We'll, we'll. Have you not seen the ending of Parks and Recreation with Grizzle? Okay. Amazon is Grizzle. They Everybody are. thought it was Google, Grizzle. which they're evil too. But Grizzle is Amazon. Well, which we we bought the uh, the the pack of the entire season of Parks and Rec for Voodoo. So because they were having a sale. So there you go. I, I did not buy it love, on Amazon. I bought Friends Parks on Amazon, but I did not buy that on. <laughs> Why don't you just have Peacock? It's free. Huh. Because who, who knows when they're gonna, how long that thing's gonna be around? Eventually, it's gonna go away. Also, this has no commercials. We don't have to worry about commercials. It's it, who knows what's gonna happen with all these fifty streaming platforms. Peacock is not in the top five, so and it's can, not going to make it. And can we just have a little side rant? Everybody, stop naming your streaming service something plus. Okay, this is so annoying. Get original. Is it called Peacock, Peacock Plus or is it just Peacock? No, it's just Peacock, but Discovery Plus launched a couple of weeks ago. Did you and get then, it? Did you get it? Um, we're big HGTV fans, so yes, we did get Discovery Plus. <laughs> uh, uh, we might need that login so we can watch Joanna Gaines. Um, oh, all, I hate that show. I hate that show. Eddie, these are fighting words. I don't know mm. if my wife knows that you mm. are you were disgracing the name of the games. Our show is hometown. Aaron and Ben are so much better than Chip and Joanne. Yes. Wow. I sorry. Cool. My wife is over here. She's about ready to take her earrings off and come get you. And then Paramount Plus just launched this past week. So we have that, but the literally the only reason we have Paramount Plus is because we had CBS All Access because right. where we're at for some stupid reason, we have bought like five different antennas for our TV because we don't have cable mm -hmm. to be able to get CBS over the air for free and we cannot get it yeah. at all. And it's we can't so get it in our area either. We uh, have we had CBS All Access because um, we borrow my mom's and she has it so she can watch her episodes of Blue Bloods because she's, she's a big Tom. She's a big Tom Selleck fan because they um, cut the cable, right? They cut the cable. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they they we'd always go over there and they'd always be watching HGTV. Still had cable, yeah. 
Those uh, sad. So yes, we have Paramount Plus, Discovery Plus, Disney Plus, Apple TV Plus. Like, come on, everybody! Like, we how need close to come are up you to having basically a cable package? I I fully well. So we we've only um, got Discovery Plus for it'll close out here next week. We only got it so we could watch the free our the no hometown. That's like our favorite show on HGTV. So like, yes, we could pay that. for like one month. Yeah, that's what binge we watch everything yep. and then turn it off until the next time. That probably would be a good idea. So that's what we're doing with that. Um, but yeah, I've got all of these streaming services now, and it's and never it's anything crazy. to watch, and never anything and always to watch. bored of all the things. And wow, we really have gone only on, paying for one. Yes, we've gone on a very long tangent, but as you can tell, we love this experience so much that we interrupted our regularly scheduled programming. Also, because Target took a really long time to deliver Eddie's film so i just feel blessed that my angels in the outfield is coming from anaheim itself so i'm happy for you do we need to give do we need to give wandavision a fruit snack rating i don't know if i could do that let's not let's let's just let it be its own thing oh you want to it's hard to grade it because we can't really grade it like the rest of the film um let's give it its let's give it its own rating let's just say popcorn how many kernels of popcorn would you give one division (laughs) i'm sorry that's this well then come up with it your own tiny pieces i'm I'm giving my bowls of pop how many how many bowls of popcorn am i i mean i was i was into this i i this grew on me throughout the process um, especially the last couple episodes were just fantastic. I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it. I enjoyed the experience. I'm, I'm not, I haven't, it hasn't hit me yet that it's over. That's the other sure. piece of this. It didn't hit me that this Friday, I'm not going to have new content that we're actually never going to have new content from WandaVision because it's done. It's one and done. It's one and done. Um, so I'm fairly sad about it. Yeah. Let's not rate it. You've talked me yeah. into it. Let's not rate it, but you know what we would love a rating for? This podcast, podcast from you, wherever you listen to podcasts, please, please subscribe and please leave us a, a rating wherever you listen to podcasts at. And um, don't forget that we actually you can watch this on YouTube. This episode in particular, you're going to want to go back and watch my spit take when <laughs> I realized that JB and I's watching experience with YouTube was exactly the same. About the, about the well 30, worth it. About the 38, 40, 40 minute mark. Uh, <laughs> On there, you can watch us and all all of Eddie's uh-huh. hand motions on there. Uh-huh. Um, but no, like we've said before, we have we are going to be continuing on next week with our normally scheduled program, talking about angels in the outfield as long as Eddie's <laughs> movie gets in before we have to it. record again. I'm, I'm tracking on UPS. I'll I'll let you know. I've already received my copy, watched it, wrote all my notes. It's going to be old hat by the. It's going to be old news by the time. Uh, <laughs> Actually, now I need to go see if I can donate it to my local library or something. <laughs> They're like DVD. What is I this? Don't, I don't. I don't. Don't need my own copy of it, but it was there worth 